Hey, golfers, welcome back to Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. Basically, I want to try to employ you with more tools, resources, and best practices to help you work through your learning curve. I'm not really here to tell you what to do other than to give you options, roads to explore, maybe invoke some different thoughts, and just kind of declutter the world of golf information. That's a big reason why I started this podcast. When I looked at all the golf information, say, give me 10 books, 10 articles, and 10 instructors and things they've blogged about, and it would all be very all over the place. People describe things with different words, different verbiage, but the reality of golf and golf movement is it has been timeless meaning that Ben Hogan moved a lot like Rory McIlroy. Great golf is timeless. It hasn't went out of style. The way in which great golfers go about themselves and play golf and move, move the club, use the club, hit the ball, it hasn't went out of style. The divot has always been in front of the golf ball. The middle of the club face has always been in the middle of the club face. And some people understand how to find it more intuitively. Others have to work harder to figure some of these things out. And that's all good. Like. You can be naturally talented, and that's a nice thing to be, or you could be a hard worker. I will take the hard worker 10 times out of 10. All you have to do is make a little bit of progress every day, every week, every year, and over time, you win. You win that game. Now, you want to play on the PGA Tour? Yeah, it takes a little bit of talent, more than a little bit. Combine that with hard work, good coaching and a lot of other things, and maybe even a little luck. It's hard to play at that level. But to play at a high level, I believe everyone can do that. I believe you're capable of that. I believe your friends are capable of that. But it starts with good information, and then that's followed by hard work and working yourself through the process. All right, I hope that gets you fired up to practice some golf. I wanna talk about the finer details of golf movement. I thought that would be a really nice subject to just kind of kick you off in the right direction, maybe debunk or declutter some of the myths you might have around how good golfers typically move and, and kind of give you a baseline for an understanding of, of what movement is and how you should work your way through the golf swing. All right, now we have a lot of data too. That's one of the cool things about today's modern age is we have force plates and we have movement data and we have all this combined data of how great players have moved, of how good players go about generating speed, power, and and general movement patterns. So there's more information and data available today than there ever has been, and that's a really cool and exciting thing to be on the golf instruction side of things and just take the myths out of golf instruction. I I don't like things that are opinionated. I like things that are science-based. So let's talk about golf movement. To clarify, golf movement is gonna change based on your height. So if you're short to the ground, if you're, if you're low to the ground, you got a low center of gravity, you're gonna have less tilt to your body. Meaning if you're a right-handed player, your shoulders are gonna tilt to the left or down towards the ground less. If you're a taller player, you're gonna have more tilt. If you're a taller player, you're gonna have more forward bend from the waist to help get you to the ground. If you're a shorter player, you're gonna have less forward bend from the waist. And those are the basic distinctions in, in golf movement is you're either tall or you're short. You can be fat or skinny, by the way. Uh, There are big, fat players that move really well. Uh, Think about the Walrus. Think about John Daly. Like, those players, they played well, and uh, being big is not an inhibitor to moving well. Now, I always want to encourage you to live a healthy lifestyle. Uh, Pursue range of motion, pursue strength, and pursue being fit. 
and pursue men mental toughness. Those are all great assets to have as a golfer. You can play good golf as a big person. What I want you to take from this is that if you're out of shape, that is not an excuse to not be good at golf. You can be good, good at golf regardless of your shape. So what is good movement? Good movement starts with some forward bend from the waist and a little bit of knee flex. That's how we're gonna get into posture. We wanna keep our core tight as we do that because that's gonna keep your lower back and your spine in neutral braced position. Having that spine in neutral braced position is very, very important. As I get older, I find it to be exponentially important because we want golfers to play golf, feel good and play golf longer. A lot of players suffer from overextended lumbar spines and, and bad information and all sorts of stuff, but you can prevent that if you start with a neutral core, which is butt tight, belly tight, and then bend forward, allow your back and your chest to fall towards the ground. We're gonna have just a little bit of flex in the knees. I'd say as a whole, most players have too much flex versus not enough flex, okay? Typically, the toes can be flared anywhere from a couple degrees up to say as much as 10 degrees. Having more toe flare tends to open up the hips capsules to turn more for players that struggle with, with their movement, that struggle with, with the ability to, to turn their hips. So I generally recommend more often than not that a player flares their toes versus keeping them very straight. So that's your setup. We have some forward bend from the waist. How much? Well, a good rule of thumb is if you're to drop an alignment stick from your neck, it should, it should touch about the base of your toes. That's the right amount of forward bend. Now it's also gonna depend on your club. A shorter club will have more forward bend than a longer club. But generally we wanna center our balance so that if we dropped an alignment stick down from our neck, it's gonna hit us right in the toes. That's good balance, that's a great starting point. Now from that starting point, our arms should be nice and long. They should not be so long that they're rigid. They should be long and also be soft. And then as you turn back, here's where we can get into kind of some fun details. As you turn back, we wanna turn our shoulders about 90 degrees as a good rule of thumb. 90 degrees is great. And then we also wanna tilt our shoulders enough to the left or down towards the ball so that our head does not move laterally side to side. If you need a way to check that, practice turning up against a door frame. That's a wonderful way to check and see, hey, am I doing what I'm hoping to do? which is basically turn our shoulders about 90 degrees with our head turning around a relatively stable axis. There are good players who move their head slightly away from the target. There are very few, if none, good players that rock their head towards the target. So if one versus the other, it's okay to move a little bit back. But as a rule of thumb, we wanna keep our head as a stable pivot point and the central access to the golf swing. So as we turn back now, we've turned our shoulders about 90 degrees. Notice I have not talked about the hips. Well, the hips are gonna turn about half of that, but I want you to turn your hips as much as they need to turn to get your shoulders to 90 degrees. And then as you're doing that, your knees are also gonna change flex. Your left knee is going to bend down towards the golf ball. Your right knee is going to straighten for a right-handed player. The rest of this conversation, I'm going to reference a right-handed player. I don't wanna come back to this. And if you're a left-handed player, all you gotta do is flip that script. Your left knee is gonna bend down towards the ball. Your right knee is gonna straighten. As you're, as, as you're into the top of the golf swing, your weight is going to be generally inside your right foot. And more so if you're hitting a driver, we wanna get our weight further into our right side. 
If we're hitting an iron, we want it to be more 50-50. It depends on the tool. So if you're hitting a wedge, we want our weight to be more forward. If we're hitting a mid iron, we want our weight to be more central. And if we're hitting a long club, we want our weight to move further into our right side. And we're gonna use these as a way to influence our angle of attack on the golf ball because that's really what it boils down to. The reason we wanna move into our right side so far with the driver is because we wanna hit up on the golf ball. And being on our right side is going to influence that in a very positive way. The reason we want our weight more forward with a wedge or even slightly more on our front foot is because we wanna really strike down on that wedge. We wanna take a forward divot and we wanna create a forward turf interaction. And wedges have a lot of lofts. You can de-loft loft. Let me say that again, you can de-loft loft. So if you have a lot of loft, you can de-loft it and still hit crispy little wedge shots with forward divots and yeah. It's a wonderful way to hit a wedge. Okay, so we're at the top of the backswing. From that point, we're at the top of our backswing. From that point, both of our knees can flex again. So we can regain flex in both of our knees and we can start to press, put our weight or our pressure and start to apply a lot of pressure under our lead foot. Meaning that the first thing that should happen from the top of the golf swing, and if you actually wanna dive into some finer details, the weight shift can start happening even before you start even before your club reaches the end of its backswing. Now that's kind of finer details. I don't really want to bog you down with that, but I want you to understand in principle that that is okay. And generally speaking, as long as we're making a full turn, we want to shift our weight earlier than later. So we want to dig into that front foot. We want to create a lot of pressure and then we want to shift forward. We want to shift forward from that point, keeping our arms very straight through the hitting area, trying to hit with a nice straight arm, with a nice flat lead wrist and keeping that club in line with our left arm at the hitting area. We wanna keep it hinged back as long as we can. For most of us, there are gonna be a few of you who say, oh, well, I, I have too much hinge, so on and so forth. As speaking to the masses, a good rule of thumb is if we're measuring hinge by what is the angle between my lead arm and the shaft of the club, we wanna keep it at 90 degrees until my lead arm gets near my trail pocket. So my left arm near my right pocket, 90 degrees. And then the club can start releasing from that point. But as we come through, we're gonna to continue to turn. We're gonna be in some right tilt, some right side bend. We're gonna keep our arms straight, straight, straight. And then as we're coming through as well, our knees and our joints are extending. So we're working up vertically. This is something that's talked more but also throughout the uh, amateur golfing community is not executed on more often is as we come through, our joints should be an extension. We should stand up and basically like, like you're about to leave the ground, like you're about to jump off the ground, but you're not actually going to leave the ground. Your ankles, your knees, your hips, everything's extended. And you even have a little bit of slight back bend in your, your upper back. So we wanna maintain that good tight belly and core, and then you can have slight back bend, and that's your counterweight because your hips are gonna be forward, your weight's gonna be forward, and your counterweight is your upper body bending back slightly. And that is the finer points of golf movement. We can dive deeper on any specific piece of this. I just would like to know what your thoughts are, some things you might like to learn about, and yeah, reach out to me because this topic is something I feel is near and dear to my heart because it's important to the improvement process and I want players to move well. Good movement is movement that will prolong your golfing career, not shorten it and it's safer and there's a lot more to it. So appreciate you all for hanging out. Reach out to me on my socials or via email if you have any questions. 
And um, I will catch y'all back here for the next one.